So we're back again with uh, Gotta Fight in Secrets. How are you, man? Great to be back. It's good, man. I, uh, you're, you just came back from, uh, from holiday or uh, you did something else because I've seen uh, all over the place. You've been all over the place, all over the world. I, uh, I spent about a month out in the Middle East, man. It was, it was a blast. It was just a little bit of a holiday and uh, mm-hmm. had the opportunity to practice my Arabic quite a bit and actually also shoot Travel Safety 2.0 which is going to be something that's really, really badass. I'm going to be really proud to release this. So we shot it in countries like Egypt, Jordan, um, freaking Oman. We were all over the place. And it's going to be some really seriously good stuff about hotel security, uh, quote, unquote, counter surveillance, how to go ahead and arrive safely from the airport to your destination in taxis and whatnot. All of the stuff that I've learned over my eight plus years of doing this and it's going to be condensed so as you may or may not be aware i did a travel safety back in the day that was like eight plus hours of information all the craziest shit that i've learned from you know pmc work and bodyguarding and all of that secret squirrel stuff but it was just so much that it was a lot to take in so i've condensed it into about three hours and it's going to be nothing but the really practical stuff that everybody can utilize no matter who you are. Not all of that chop them, shoot them up, you know, freaking um, secret agent stuff, but really practical, practical information. So that's going to be really great. It's going to be coming out probably more towards the spring, but I'll keep you guys up to date as far as that goes. That, that That's freaking awesome. <laughs> it, it's, I love the way you're telling. It's just mother flowering awesome. <laughs> uh, Especially, I mean, uh, I've already looked into some of the videos that you uh, were posting. Are they going to be within the the travel uh, safety? Uh, A lot of what I've already posted is not going to be included in travel safety. You know, I did try to shoot as much as I could over there. However, there are certain restrictions. So whilst I was over there, I really wasn't talking much about any of the tradecraft stuff. Um, I really had to mind my manners. Obviously, everything is monitored as far as what you're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. into your damn phone over there. Uh, plus, you know, I did notice that over there, um, VPNs are blocked. A lot of internet websites are blocked in certain countries. So I just wasn't really going to mess around with that stuff too much. Mm-hmm. Once I got to Europe, um, I actually started really hitting it hard with the travel safety. So You guys, when you go ahead and purchase the Travel Safety 2.0, which is going to be available for direct download online, it's not going to be a physical copy, um, but it is going to be online. But you're going to notice a lot of it is actually shot in Europe, just simply for the fact that, you know, once I was back in the free world, I felt a lot safer to go ahead and give away information and, uh, and not get labeled as something that I'm not. Uh, completely understandable, especially if you're trying to make a course on, on travel safety. It will be very uh, stupid to do it otherwise. Yeah, and I have a problem where, you know, every now and again, I go through um, customs and border patrol and I get pulled into secondary. That actually happened to me last time I was in the UAE. They mm-hmm. pulled me aside, dragged me in a secondary. Who are you? What are you doing? You know, and um it was just a pain in the ass. Now, I don't know if they thought I was like trying to bring drugs in or whatever, but obviously I wasn't. And that's something I'm going to talk about in detail 
on the new Travel Safety 2.0 is when you're going into a country, you know, you just never know. Maybe you have a certain look like I do. Maybe they just are randomly selecting you, which hardly ever happens. But for whatever reason, if they do want to hassle you, the quickest way to get in trouble is to have something you're not supposed to. So when you go into a country and you're talking about quote unquote infiltration, and this is not exactly what this is, but more or less you get the gist, you know, you want to go in legitimately having nothing to hide. And that's really the way it's done. You need to not only have nothing to hide, but you need to feel within yourself that you have nothing to hide. So that confidence shines through. And that's a really important thing when it comes to going to other countries is legitimately going in with nothing to hide. They're, they're, I mean, I can remember because I uh, was uh, traveling to uh, the U.S. Uh, once, uh, and I, uh, when I got off the plane and got into the, uh, I forgot what uh, how this customs they had a special name to them. Uh, yeah, CPB Customs Border Patrol. Something yeah, like, that, like not not the Border Patrol, like the security guys on uh, on the airport. I forgot the guy. Uh, like oh, okay. TSA. We have the TSA indeed, and then uh, after, uh, like the TSA pulled me apart, and uh, I mean, like, it, it, it's obvious, man. I'm, uh, I, I was a young guy coming from the Netherlands, you know, uh, uh, stereotypes, uh, and uh, like, uh, I mean, TSA goes like, huh, young guy, fits the profile of uh, somebody yeah. that uh, could be uh, trafficking uh, weed from the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we might as well swap him so they swap my uh, hands and it was like <laughs> just uh yeah but- i mean that's just uh, it's the way they profile too is you know young guy military age shaved head or shorter hair you know he looks like he could be some kind of operator here let's find out what's going on with him that's just the nature of it yeah so yeah uh, I, I mean <laughs> coming back like with the uh, the 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 podcast that we did uh, together on the uh, on the terrorism, like uh, establishing the baseline, right? Yeah, and that's I mean that's so important when whenever you go in country or wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, is so important to take a minute and um, analyze what the baseline is, and that's going to bring you so far. And again, this is this is something I always harp on, but in particular. Travel Safety 2.0, this is, I'm really harping a lot on this, is utilizing the baseline to go ahead and establish yourself and then go from there. Whenever you're trying to blend into another location, another country, you know, obviously guys, Robin, like you and I, aren't going to be able to completely blend into a place like the Middle East or South America or certainly an Asian or African nation. But there are steps we can take to go ahead and blend in just a little bit more and not stand out like a sore thumb. You know, things like what are the locals wear? Do they wear tighter clothes? Do they wear looser clothes? What are they, what's their size? You know, are they fat? Are they skinny? Are they in between? What, what kind of, you know, do they wear ball caps? Do they not wear ball caps? Things like that is going to really bring you so much more above and beyond just going over there as a tourist. You want to maybe at, at the most, have people think that you're like an expat living over there, someone who, you know, you shouldn't hassle. So those things um, you can only do, you can only accomplish blending in by legitimately understanding the baseline, you know, and some of that you can go ahead and do before you get in country. 
uh, by looking on the internet and stuff. But unfortunately, a lot of that is only done through advanced work or through once you get there, then you can understand, okay, like I get the vibe. Take a day, take two days even if you need it, and really look at the baseline. You know, how do people walk? How do they talk? How do they, how do they behave over here? So I don't stand out like a sore thumb as that, you know, typical Dutchy tourist or typical American tourist. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I like, um, but then, then there comes this concept indeed of being the gray man. And, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I listen to, to a lot of uh, Greg uh, Tembone uh, from Bone uh, Tactical. Uh, he, he talks a lot about that and uh, he's actually got a great channel. Uh, I have actually, uh, I saw a couple of his videos about uh, escape and evasion or something. And mm. uh, he's, he's definitely an entertaining guy. He's got a lot of the, he's got a lot of those concepts, you know, he talks about. Um, yeah. And um, I mean, first of all, Robin, don't be sexist. It's great mm. person. Great person. Don't offend any of the uh, ladies out there. Okay. That uh, that's always a, a good idea, especially when um, I mean, you went to some Arabic uh, countries and uh, don't met, mess with women there, man. <laughs> You're gonna get in trouble. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, man, a hundred percent. And um, that was actually a joke that when I was in surveillance school um, back in the day, <laughs> the instructor would always harp. He'd start start talking about gray man, you know, and gray man theory, and then he. He cut us off and said, you sexist mother flowers, do not say gray man. It's gray woman or gray person. But um, <laughs> yeah, especially in the Middle East, man, if you see a woman in a hijab, man, you're better off kind of just, you know, you, you always want to look, but you look quickly and then, you know, you don't, you don't, um, the, the term in Arabic would be like, uh, you don't, like, don't look on them too much. It's, mm. uh, it's a cultural thing for sure, for sure. So that, that's, uh, I was especially looking at the Instagram and the following and uh, like the videos they posted, the, the, the sheer surprise that some of the locals had when you were speaking fluent Arabic. And I love that. It is a, it's such awesome to see. And I think that that definitely helps. Um, and it's so key. I mean, I would, I would be a lot more lost over there um, if I didn't speak Arabic. And it's so funny to see, you know, whenever, <laughs> whenever I start speaking fluent Arabic and, and these guys are like, what the hell? Like a, a white guy who speaks Arabic? Like, what is this? And I become almost like a prized possession to them. They want to show it to their friends and like everyone come and look at this white boy who speaks Arabic. It's funny, but it really helps. So uh, is that definitely a plus side? Uh, it's, it, it's, uh, I call it social weapons in my, uh, my personal uh, description. I like um, that term. So yeah, like, uh, you know, uh, I, I talked uh, about you with the, the uh, uh, like the gummy bear bags uh, a while back. I, I love yeah. to uh, take a, a big sack of, that sounds weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a big bag of like these small gummy bear bags, and I just hand them out to uh, like people, and and uh, it's a it's it's quite manipulative, and that's why I call it a social weapon. Uh, because if you give something, you'll 
people are more inclined to give you something bigger back in return. Um, you need to time it rightly and you need to learn when you need to, uh, when you need to apply it. Uh, but like same thing, I think that uh, like having speaking fluent Arabic uh, or any language is definitely a social weapon that can be used in your advantage because you're, as you were saying, it's, you become a prized possession. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I really do dig that term social weapon, but it, you know, when you go into tradecraft and go into even like executive protection, tradecraft, security tradecraft, you know, a lot of it, it most of it, 90% of it is never about like any of the, shoot them up stuff or even the martial arts it's just usually never goes to that you want to avoid it ever getting to that level that's why you're there that's what your job is so most mm -hmm. of it really is you know social engineering learning how to talk to people manipulate them get the information you want you know how to how to quote unquote bribe them in the, in the right way in the right time because there's a right time and place for everything and also um you know again how to detect you know, surveillance or possible surveillance and stuff like that. People get really wrapped up and I see all of these bullshit executive protection courses out there and it's all taught on the pistol range and on the rifle range. But, you know, that really does nothing to prepare you for day-to-day -day security work. And I always laugh when I see that. It's all about, you know, social engineering and being able to understand your environment and what's going on around you. Here's one thing that one of my Contact actually, uh, contacts actually learns. I can't mention his company, but he, he so far as I hear, he he does great work. But he actually takes his clients to a, a, a IKEA, and uh, like as we discussed, he just sits down and go like, "What's the baseline here?" and and travel or uh, protect a client within that area hmm. of uh, and not stand out. And I do think, like, coming back to the, the travel safety part, what I do think that is quite interesting is hard target or blending in. Because usually I, when I'm, I'm overseas uh, in some specific countries, I definitely bl don't blend in at all. And... Do I rather be a hard target or do I rather just like uh, pretend to be somebody that is local? Well, in my personal opinion, man, um, blending in makes you a hard target because if you okay. can't, if you can't understand that that person is special, right, then what's the purpose of attacking them or putting them under surveillance to attack them later? You know, if you don't think that that person is any different than anyone else around you, you're not going to want to, you're not going to have any motivation to single them out. And that's typically what we see happening overseas with terrorist attacks or terrorist kidnappings, something like that, where, you know, they understand you're not from there. They don't know exactly who you are or what you're doing, but then they get suspicious or they get curious. They put you under crude surveillance. They find out what you're up to. Oh, he's, you know, working with a foreign government or he's looks like he's got money potentially. We can kidnap him and exploit him for that. And then, you know, they'll plan crudely how to do it. They'll do it. They'll take you. And then they'll, um, you know, exploit you afterwards, whether that's the ISIS type attacks where they cut your throat on camera or whether that's simply, you know, kidnapping. Hey, call your freaking family. We want $100,000 or whatever. That's typically how we see it go. And blending in, 
uh, well, it doesn't, you know, like, like I said, you can't blend in like a freaking, um, like you've got a sniper suit on and you're in the woods everywhere you go, but you can make yourself look a lot more like someone who is an expat living there or belongs there and knows, you know, knows things and has an established network of contacts already. So you'd be best off not to mess with them too hard. Mm. That's really interesting. And, and especially like overseas, I had this one time and I don't know if I uh, talked about it on other times, but I was in this, uh, in Denmark uh, for once. And um, like, I had trouble like uh, there was a reason why I had a burnout and uh, because I uh, I can't switch off it's always on 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 yeah. on and it's same part there but like uh, thieves know that and they see it and we were heading into a, a, a train station uh, like not a train station but like uh, how do you call it a uh, underground I forgot the yeah. technical okay. name but like an underground train whatever you call it Metro, there we go. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we were like, uh, imagine like you, you, there was the stairs like coming straight down. Yeah. And you just, you straight walk into like the ticket machines. And you could, there are two pathways from the ticket machines to the right uh, station and then uh, to the left down towards the station. And I noticed these guys behind me uh, coming down from the stairs and uh going to the right uh, behind and standing behind the corner a bit I'm like uh, something's not off like uh, like the 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 like the gut feeling that we talked about into mm. the podcast and I, I look at them and they look at me and they turn around and walk away the same thing uh same way they went <laughs> huh. so they they knew and uh but there is one thing I I have in in Denmark. I mean, a Dutch guy in Denmark looks like somebody that comes out of Denmark, usually. Yeah. Because we yeah. we dress the same and the same baseline. Yeah, and you know I've spent time in Denmark myself and the Netherlands, and uh, I know exactly what you're saying. You guys, you wouldn't be able to tell you know uh, a Dane from a from a Danish guy apart. Uh, a Dane from a what what do we call Netherlands guys? Dutchies? Dutch. Dutchies. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be able to tell a Dane and a Dutchie apart. Not for one minute. <laughs> no. But sometimes they have like a bigger face, but uh, like we have those guys in the Netherlands as well. Denmark's a cool place though. I wouldn't um, be in any rush to go back, but it's, uh, it's a cool place. So um, do you have any advice for like uh, we have been – because I'm, I'm traveling very soon uh, to your country. And uh, uh, give me one reason why I should uh, uh, definitely buy the travel safety. I mean, I'll give you a bunch of good reasons as this podcast continues, man. But <laughs> to, be honest, to be honest with you, dude, I think that um, anyone traveling overseas at this time, dude, should have a basic understanding about travel safety. I think that really... The way we're heading, especially 2020 develops and continues, you know, we're seeing things like the coronavirus. We've already seen things like, you know, geopolitical instability. Uh, a lot of shit is just going haywire. And while you never are going to need to know things about, like, 
James Bond, you know, tradecraft, how to hide shit and uh, drive high speed pursuits and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like that's all cool guy stuff to know. But what you really do need to know is how to kind of blend in a little bit, you know, know ahead of time about how to plan for your trip. And this really is the most important thing that I can give anybody is proper planning prevents piss poor performance. The old military saying. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> if you are able to plan things before you go, then you're going to have so much more of a smoother trip. Like simply knowing your itinerary, right? Like get your flights, get your hotels, get the address of your hotels, put that in a packet. Just doing that is going to help so much. So you don't have to freaking constantly take out your phone and look and figure out where are we going? What are we doing? What's the address here? Things like, you know, knowing where the nearest embassy from your hotel or the area that you're staying is. I mean, just in case you just never know, we've seen, you know, riots and protests flare up kind of out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And again, I talk about this in the video, but you should be monitoring local news sources before you go maybe a week, maybe two weeks out. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can speak their language. You can monitor like local, local news sources, right? Like, I don't know if you speak Spanish, but I sure as shit don't. So I wouldn't be able to monitor, um, you know, Spanish news or Mexican news if I was going to head over there. But what I would be doing would be going on um, YouTube and trying to find what's going on in that general area. I would be monitoring um, international news um, shows and sites. I would be monitoring, you know, RT, freaking Al Jazeera, freaking uh, France 24, Euro News. Um, even maybe CNN, even though they're like terrible, I would monitor everyone that I possibly could to see, you know, if anything along the way comes up. Like, so I'm going to Mexico. Well, you know, is there anything on the international news about potential instability in Mexico? Did the cartels do anything lately? Are there freaking, you know, risks in specific regions? Then the next thing that I would do after I started monitoring the local news sources um, and international news sources, and a variety of them at that, is I would go on my country's um, diplomatic website. So whether that would be for the U.S., that would be the Department of State. I don't know. I'm sure the Netherlands has something similar. Mm. Uh, but I would go on there and monitor all of the tra travel advisories. Now, what we can do is go on those websites and specifically click not only travel advisories, but also get country information. So that'll tell you where the no-go zones are. That's going to tell you kind of what's been going on lately over there that you should know about. That's also going to tell you things like, um, you know, how is their economy doing? In other words, you know, am I apt to get robbed while I'm over there? Um, things like that. So you want to do as much research about where you're going ahead of time. And that way, once you get there, you kind of have all of the information that you're going to need to go ahead and make good and informed decisions. Mm. So do you recommend like, uh, like it's, it's like in security terms, uh, like uh, a security plan always to be really extreme? Or, well, uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think that no matter where you're going, um, you should have some type of security plan. Now, what that security plan is uh, will be dictated by what the threat level or how permissible the country is that you're going to. But 
where whenever you go somewhere else, you should realize that you're out of your comfort zone and you're out of your immediate like contacts and everyone that can help you. You're, you're away from that stuff. So you should be increasing your security posture a little bit, whether that's, you know, look, uh, schedules are one thing that really get people. Like if you're keeping a sharp schedule and going to be places kind of similar times, like if you're leaving your hotel every day at 7.30 in the morning, you might mm. want to vary your times that you're leaving your hotel, right? Um, especially mm. if you're in a, a higher threat location. But you might want to say, okay, I'm supposed to leave at 7.30, but I'm actually going to leave at 7.50 today or even 8 o'clock. I'm going to be a little bit late, but like I want to vary my routine as much as possible so nobody can really get a beat on me, right? Mm. Yeah, like, like the same thing that like every security professional should be doing already. <laughs> Exactly. You know, but, complacency uh, kills. Yeah, still. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and, and, and like, um, do you think it's worth to make a risk as, uh, assessment uh, yeah. on, on things? Absolutely. And when we talk about risk assessment, now I'm, I'm aware that like there are official documents and official ways to do risk assessments. However, I haven't done any of that, to be honest with you, since like, bodyguard school i just i haven't um mm. and what i typically do is like i was saying i will do kind of i will do it in my own way um i will do it in the sense that i take in as much information as i possibly can i make my own risk assessments i um you know take in information from so many different sources i process it i you know kind of think about it i usually will literally put it into one specific package I'll print out a bunch of different things or I'll simply conglomerate all of those different things into kind of one document. I will print it out. I will put it in my travel folder along with my itinerary and everything. And mm. um, I will decide from there. I, usually before I even book my flights, I'll have done a risk assessment, a crude risk assessment as to, look, am I going to be in too much danger going to this specific country or this specific area in this specific country? Do I need to change my plans before I, you know, buy tickets, book hotels, all of that type of thing? Hmm. That that's always awesome. And uh, one thing that I uh, learned uh, throughout the time was thinking about this, especially with the with this uh, virus. Uh, I was like, hmm, maybe I should uh, do a risk assessment on that. And one thing that came to mind when uh, when I was packing my bag and checking my equipment for uh, for SAR. Uh, to make sure that was uh, was ready. It's like, huh? I should probably add like a, a small USB stick or something like that, and have the uh, uh, like travel documents backed up on that. And uh, like like you have these very small uh, like micro USBs, and on like uh, anyway. Uh, but that's easily to to like shove in your shoe or something like that, so you can't forget it. It's um, a great idea, man. That really is. Um, still always encrypted. <laughs> yeah, what I usually do is I'll literally have hard copies of my travel documents. Um, uh -huh. I'll make two or three even. I will usually leave one in a secure location once I get in country, whether that's you know hiding it or putting it in a safe or something like that. And I'll usually, depending on where I am, but I'll usually keep another um, hard copy with me. Mm. And uh, I find it, I feel very safe doing that. I don't want to bring my passport, for example, with me 
and uh, risk losing it. But I do want to have a copy just to show to authorities or whoever, should I need to, that, hey, like, I've actually got a passport. Like, here it is. Mm. Mm. Um, that, that that's mixed in 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 my opinion because as 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 somebody like within Netherlands, it's uh, when somebody shows me a paper uh, on paper document, I'm like, no, I'm not accepting that. Uh, right, so, right. And, and that's a risk. I mean, you, they might they they might not accept it for any official use. But however, you know, let's just say something happens, you go down. You need some kind of identification on you so that they can mm. figure out who is this guy. Is he local? Is he where is he? He's American. Can we call his, you know, embassy emergency contact? Here's his passport number. Yeah, they may not want to accept it for any official use, but it also shows respect. Like, hey, I've got yeah. this with me. Like, I'm sorry, I left my passport at home, but I'm not like a spy without any documents on me. I do have a document. Here it is. You can look that number up on your system and find out who I am. The the I agree and definitely definitely it's better than having nothing uh, I mean yeah. <laughs> if you you just go out uh, in any country uh, that has a, a, a functioning government or uh, and you need to have your uh, legislation on point it's a, it's always a bad idea to travel without <laughs> I mean yeah. uh, like yeah. Murphy is always around the corner <laughs> Oh yeah, he'll get you. He'll get you good. <laughs> the, the, the fucking idiot it's always smashes you around with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets you good a lot. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I really think that, um, you know, it really is important, especially nowadays, for every citizen traveling abroad to have a basic understanding of how to how to improve their security posture because you just simply are. Now, I know that you guys in the Netherlands, look, you guys are fighting the war on terror just like we are. We're fighting alongside you guys, and that makes you targets as well. So, you know, any country, period, you, you got to be careful nowadays because you just never fucking know. Pardon my language. You just never know, you know, what's going to happen. And um, if you can take simple steps to uh, avoid something happening, that's that's way better than just walking into a situation blindly. Mm. Mm. One thing that I uh, that came to mind very quickly uh, about like the information, um, there is this thing called like RSS. Uh, from some websites, you can see it, and there is like this little orange icon, and it says RSS. What you actually can do is it's called an RSS feed, and there are some programs for it, and you uh, don't know because I've never used it, but I know that I can that it's out there. Uh, you can grab those, click on that icon, and you get a small like uh, link, and you can use that in some programs and probably Google it, uh, RSS feed program, and you'll able to get collect all of the main websites and uh, get them in one feed. Uh, there are some uh, some particularly news websites who do nothing else and just re replace it but you can do the same thing for yourself like uh and it's like if for example you can set a program to if something happens uh, like uh, a bomb explodes or really or uh, a festivity happens or uh, uh you can receive a email notification of that oh wow so that's great that that might be something for you as well so uh, a quick tip there yeah i appreciate that i'm gonna look into that 
And um, what do you think? Like the uh, is the the travel safety is it more pointed towards like uh, every everyday people? Is it pointed towards people or like you and me? Um, is it easily understandable? Yeah, and uh, that's a great question, man. I appreciate you asking. It's uh, definitely geared towards every everyday citizen. It's um, All right. you know, look, guys like you and I, we go through pre-deployment training before we go somewhere for you know working for a company or whatever. Um, you're going to get a lot of this information. In fact, that's where a lot of this information comes from: is pre-deployment training, um, you know, training schools, training academies, on-the-job experience, but. More so, um, you know, really like a lot of different pre-deployment training. And I've taken that and I've taken out everything that just doesn't apply to your everyday average citizen. Um, you know, things like, you know, things like that you just don't need to know. Um, I'll leave it at that. And I have put everything in that you as your average everyday citizen, you're going to Europe with your family, you're going over to thailand you know with your buddies you're doing this and that um you're not carrying guns you're not working on the job you're not worried that anyone's got it out for you at all but you want to make sure that you're going to be safe and have an organized and safe trip and so it's totally like understandable for your average joe you're not going to need to know any terminology for this there's no you know <clears throat> um military stuff in here whatsoever it's all from my experience traveling you know literally around the world for years and years now everything that i've needed to know and learned along the way nothing that i haven't used before and it is uh it is all completely like just such great information to be honest with you if you are a traveler now whether you travel for business whether you travel for pleasure especially if you're one of those like adventure travelers who likes to go to exotic places you know i hate to say this but you'd be a little bit dumb and not to go ahead and spend a little bit of money for this that i'm asking and i haven't priced it out yet but it's gonna be so ridiculously affordable i'm doing that for a specific reason because i want people to know about this stuff you know the more people that we have out there who realize that their security is their responsibility the better off everyone else is going to be so that's why i've done that and it's going to be really affordable and really easy too you're going to click a link you're going to pay some money off your credit card a ridiculously low price at that and then you're going to be able to watch the video it's 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 really a no-brainer that's awesome are you going to put it on some sites like uh udemy or i know that there are some platforms that uh can are able to uh, get these courses online um, and that's exactly what i'm in the process of trying to figure out now because the last awesome. travel safety i did you know it was all usb sticks and dvds but i figured out quickly that most of my customers really wanted an online download so i'm not going to be making any physical copies this time i'm going to try to figure it out and actually robin that's right up your alley we might talk more about that at some point how i can mm -hmm. um figure out the best uh, avenue to go about doing that and once it's all done, I mean, Travel Safety 2.0 is, I've got to shoot maybe one or two more sections and then I'm all done. So that's why I'm setting this as far as the spring goes, which is about a month and a half away. That's, um, you know, that's right now what the time frame I'm looking at. As soon as I can throw this up online and make the website, we're good to go, man. Uh, I'll help you with that. No problem.
I appreciate that. So uh, definitely. I think that uh, we've got a, a really great idea on uh, what uh, what travel safety is. And we've got some uh, really, it's not, I don't like the, the uh, especially sometimes you watch these videos and like they're all marketing and there are no, there is no content. But I, yeah. I there, uh, I think that we really, we really dropped some gems on this. And I think that if you, even if you're not going to, uh, for the product, which probably I would highly recommend because I, uh, I know your, uh, your stuff and, uh, yeah, anyway, go, go look at it. Uh, I mean, we have just like from the group, we, there is only needs to be one or two people in, in a group, like a travel group that ha needs to have some kind of experience within a travel safety, uh, or more in depth than uh, the rest of the group. And, uh, you can take up the responsibility and uh, be more uh, responsible for the safety of that group. Yeah, exactly. You know, if I was going overseas with a guy like you, Robin, you know, search and rescue security certifications up the ass, I'd feel pretty gosh damn safe, man. And I know that everybody else out there kind of feels the same way. If you're with somebody who knows how to handle themselves and knows how to handle themselves specifically, you know, overseas, that is a, uh, a freaking asset to have. So, you know, everyone out there listening to us is probably already, I'm going to venture to guess, a sheepdog. You know, you're already listening to a security podcast. You're the type of guy or girl that likes to be, you know, knowledgeable and pretty, pretty much probably has the responsibility in your group as a protector in some way, shape or form. So, you know, the more information that you can go ahead and digest and absorb, that's really what makes a leader somebody who um is constantly learning you know the marine corps has a saying uh, a, le a leader is a reader and a reader is a leader somebody who's always learning is somebody who is going to naturally fall into place as that leader or as that protector and i know you robin are constantly learning you're oh, yeah. learning you're reading books you're learning about freaking you know, um, what's the newest thing you're on, man? It's the, the NIMS, the FEMA NIMS, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm going through the, I'm learning full NIMS uh, certifications from, uh, from FEMA. So, uh, and uh, anybody that is uh, interested in, uh, in incident uh, or in incident uh, management definitely should uh, look at NIMS. And uh, NIMS stands for National Incident Management System. And uh, yeah, it's free, man. I mean, oh, uh, especially if you're into search and rescue, probably most of my viewers are and my followers are. I mean, if you if you really want to get higher up within the security industry, go look at FEMA. They're it's free. They're internationally recognized, and I mean, the only thing that you're investing is your time and. Uh, but you're doing that anyway by watching our and listening our podcasts and watching this. And even there, it's more condensed. And I think definitely because uh, we can do a video about that uh, once I get more knowledge on it because it's free. I can talk about whatever I want without um, stamping on somebody's feet. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you're so right about that for, for your search and rescue guys. Um, you know, here in the States is mandatory. Uh, ICS 200 is mandatory for firefighters. And then as you want to get promotions, we go and, you know, do three, four, 500, but it, um, it's mm. such great stuff, man. Talking about span of control, 
and you know how how many um people can uh, one person effectively supervise like all of that information is so key and i think that you know all of you professionals out there go for at least one or 200 it, it can't hurt all it takes is your time just like robin's saying 100 i'm a, i'm at 100 level right now so that, that's the most basic level uh it's it's getting an idea of how the system works uh it's it's an introduction take the introduction course to uh go look up on uh, the fema it's called amy uh take the independent uh, study course go to amy and take uh type in like in the search bar uh introduction to ics 100 and that will take you straight to the course just uh, i think it's the top one and they update it regularly even it's really active uh, on on the independent courses as well and if you're in the us they probably uh give these courses out in classes as well they're paid but uh i think that it's it's absolutely worth the time and your money yeah it's definitely something that i think um you know and i think internationally as well we're all gonna start to get kind of on the same page and it makes working together country to country a little more easy uh, you just never know, you know, especially if you are in the security field, you never know when you're going to be working with a Dutchie or a Dane or a Japanese guy or whoever. Um, it's quite common that you interface with, you know, nationals from all over the world. So anytime you can get kind of on the same page really, really helps. Awesome, man. And uh, even for travel safety, if you know, uh, like basic incident command, I mean, this is a system that you can apply to freaking anything. I mean, anything. anything. And that's why I like it. I, I use it within my security company, so. It's great. I just want to say one more thing, man, about travel safety is that, you know, I give away so much free content on my Instagram account, my YouTube mm -hmm. channel. Unfortunately, the vast majority, I'd say 95%, of what is in Travel Safety 2.0, I'm not gonna be putting out there. Now, there are gonna be a few teasers and ads coming out, you know, sprinkling out as the time comes, but mm. the majority of this stuff is sensitive information. When I say it's sensitive information, man, I don't want anyone, like, looking at this stuff that I haven't kind of, like, at least, you know, have a vague idea of who they are or what they, it's not like I'm going to reject anybody necessarily from buying mm. this. Anyone's welcome to buy it. But I'm also not going to be putting this information out there for free. It's just not something I'm prepared to do. If you want to invest the time and the money into going ahead and, you know, getting this information, hey, good on you. I highly recommend that you do so. But I'm just not going to be putting a lot of this stuff out there for free on my platforms. Um, so I want to make you guys aware that you can't just freeload on my channel and watch this stuff for free. It's all going to be, you know, through the website and you're going to have to get it from there. So if you're interested, make sure that you're following Gutter Fighting Secrets on YouTube, on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. Also, definitely follow Robin's page, Secure Mindset, because we interface a lot, Robin. So I'm sure I'll come back on and give you guys some updates as time comes. Definitely. And uh, one question to uh, to make it out because I'm, uh, as a security professional, um, it's not that much of a uh, what do you call? Um, it's it's out there. This information is uh, it's uh, credible, and uh, yes, it's it's more sensitive probably, uh, but it's not 
like sensitive, 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 uh, if you get like uh, what I mean. I appreciate you asking that. Um, no, nothing on here is classified. Nothing on here is restricted. This is all public information that you can get by going to courses and paying for those courses yourself as a civilian, as whoever. Um, I'm not violating any non-disclosure agreements whatsoever. I've been very careful not to give anything away that's like not already in the public domain. So 100% of this information is already public domain information, non-restricted, um, completely legitimate for me to be talking about. However, I simply don't want to put it out there for free. I need you guys to pay for it and help support Travel Safety 2.0, Gutter Fighting Secrets, and the mission that I have, which is to go ahead and keep people safe as well as keep providing you guys with valid, current, and up-to-date information. Definitely. I think we hit a high note there. And, uh, like, you support the channel. And, uh, like, a lot of the, the, the stuff that we talk about, and, I mean, I don't take a, 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 a leaf from my mouth. I, uh, if I uh, slap something out that YouTube doesn't like, it probably gets demonetized right away. Uh, huh. so even though when uh, this channel keeps growing, um, if you help, uh, Mr. Cutter Finding Secrets getting the travel safety, you help grow the channel. Uh, so that definitely helps. Absolutely. And I'm a completely non-monetized channel. They won't monetize one video of mine. They don't like <laughs> me very much, I'm sure. So, you know, I don't make a dime from YouTube or Instagram. I legitimately am not in this for the money. However, you know, when I do put this stuff out, it does, it does cost money to throw it up online and to, um, you know, edit and all of that. So literally, I'm not trying to make money on this. I'm just trying not to lose money. All right. I think we had a high note. Um, if you want to follow Gutter Fighting Secrets, go to Gutter Fighting Secrets on Instagram. Uh, make sure you follow on YouTube. And, uh, of course, a shameless self-plug. Uh, go to Secure Mindset uh, at Secure Mindset probably down in the show notes or in the description or wherever this gets, this gets posted. Um, follow podcast. And uh, of course, my friends over at Color Fighting Secrets will be on there as well. You'd be an idiot not to go check out Secure Mindset. <laughs> well, at least we'll be uh, having it locked down right now. Robin, I appreciate you having me on so much, man. Thank you very much. Good to see you again, man.